Matthew chapter 12. Turn with me, Matthew chapter 12. I want to speak to you for a few moments uh, this morning on this thought, seeking a sign. Seeking a sign. Let's look here in Matthew chapter 12 and look at verse number 38 with me. The Bible says, Then some of the scribes and Pharisees answered, saying, Teacher, we want to see a sign. Everybody say sign. We want to see a sign from you. But he answered and said to them, An evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and no sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. The men of Nineveh will rise up in the judgment with this generation and condemn it because they repented at the preaching of Jonah. Listen to the words here now. And indeed, a greater than Jonah is here. This is the Lord speaking here. Verse 42 says, The queen of the south will rise up in the judgment in the judgment with this generation and condemn it. For she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And indeed, a greater than Solomon is here. Greater than Solomon is here. As I said, I want to talk to you for the next few moments on this thought, seeking a sign. Now, most everybody knows about King Solomon. But let me just give you a little rundown on Brother Solomon this morning. Brother Solomon was the son of King David, who God called David a man after his own heart. We read about Solomon's accession to the throne. He was anointed king even before his father's death. We know that the Lord did not prevent uh, or prevented uh, King David from building the temple in Jerusalem because the Bible said he was a man of war. He had too much blood on his hands. But God gave him a son by the name of Solomon that he, he allowed to build this, this phenomenal temple that was a great uh, in that day. I mean, one of the greatest temples of that day. And people from far and wide would come to look at this temple. We know that Solomon was very wise. Matter of fact, he prayed. God asked him, what do you want? And he prayed for wisdom. But God said, not only am I going to give you wisdom, but I'm going to give you great wealth. We all know that according to Scripture. We know that Solomon's fame uh, spread all over the world. That people, as I said, from far and wide came to hear Solomon speak and to see all the, the wonderful exploits that Solomon had taken care of. Because of his great wisdom. He had great wisdom among men. He had great wisdom among women. He was also honored by a visit by the queen of Sheba who was a great lady in her day. But, but she heard of the wisdom of this guy and heard of all the buildings and all the things that, that Solomon had taken care of. And so she wanted herself to come and she spent some time with King Solomon talking about all the wonderful things that he had accomplished. As he increased in wealth. And honor, his love of display grew upon him and he maintained a luxurious and, a, and an extravagant lifestyle, establishment beyond what the resources of his people would warrant. They didn't realize all the things that this guy was capable of. They, 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 it was so hard to absorb in your mind all the, all the things that he had accomplished, all the great wealth of this guy. He was known, as I said, worldwide by his wisdom and all the wonderful exploits. But here's the thing this morning. I look somewhere else. 
else in the Word of God. And there is even somebody that the Bible said in the scripture that we read that they talked about Jonah and they talked about this king, about that there is somebody even better than Solomon that is here. There's somebody better than Jonah that is here. And we, and we find in the scripture about this other guy that had a great character as well. Matter of fact, the Bible calls this person a lot of different names. They call him advocate. They call him the Almighty. They call him the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. They call him the arm of the Lord. They call him the author and the finisher of our faith. They call him the author of eternal salvation. They call him the beginning of the creation of God. They call him the beloved son and the bread of life. He's the captain of salvation. He's the chief shepherd. He is the cornerstone. He is our creator. They call him the deliverer. They call him the elect of God. They call him an everlasting father. They call him a faithful witness, the first and the last, the first begotten, the forerunner, the glory of the Lord God. He's the good shepherd. He's the great high priest. They call him the head of the church. I just wonder if there's any other names in scripture than they call him. You may ask, well, I'm going to tell you there is. They call him the heir of all things. They call him the holy child. They call him the holy one. They call him the holy one of God. They call him the holy one of Israel. They call him the horn of salvation. Can somebody give him praise about this guy that we're talking about? They call him the great I am. They call him the image of God. They call him Emmanuel and Jehovah and Jesus and King of the Jews and the King of Kings. They look in scripture and we find that they call him Lamb of God, the light of the world. They call him the Lion of the tribe of Judah. Amen. They call him the Lord of all. They call him the Lord of glory. They call him the Lord of lords. They call him he's the Lord of our righteousness. They call him a man of sorrows. They call him he is our mediator. They call him the Messiah. They call him the mighty one. They call him the mighty God. They call him the one and only begotten son of the living God. They call him our Passover. They call him the prince of peace. They call him the prince of life. They call him the prince of kings. They call him the redeemer. They call him the resurrection and the life. Hallelujah. They call him the root of David. They call him the rose of Sharon. They call him savior. They call him shepherd. I wonder pastor is that all that they call him? Oh no it's not yet but they call him the bishop of our souls. They call him the son of David. They call him the son of God. They call him the son of the highest. They call him the son of man. They call him the true vine. They call him the word of God and on and on we could go about this other guy in scripture there is one that we serve today that's better than Jonah there is one that we serve today that's better than King Solomon they were great but this guy he is the great I am he is our soon coming king he is the one that we look to who's the author and the finisher of our faith well go ahead one more time and give him praise in the house for the king of kings and the lord of lords hallelujah hallelujah we all know and we clap today we know that there's only one person that has the ability to have all of these character traits and that's none other than the lord jesus christ amen It's him that we serve today. It's the Lord Jesus Christ who is the begotten son of the father. Amen. There's a few things I want to let you know about this guy when we talk about seeking a sign. If you're looking for a sign today, you need to look no farther than this guy right here. 
You need to look no farther than Jesus Christ. He has the answer for everything that you're looking for today. Amen. Here's the first thing I want you to understand. You will not find a greater deliverer anywhere else other than Jesus Christ. Amen. He is the great deliverer. In 2 Corinthians 1 and 10, the Bible says, Who delivered me from so great a death. Can anybody identify with that this morning? We was once sentenced to die, but Jesus Christ took our place. Hallelujah. He's the one that went to the cross. He's the one that shed his life. He's the one that shed his blood. He's the one that gave it up so that you and I might have life. Who delivered us from a great a death and doth deliver in whom we trust that he will yet deliver us. You know what it's talking about? He delivered me way back then. He's delivered me right now. And in the future, Brother Ralph, he's still going to be my deliverer. Hallelujah. Jesus has the ability. He has the ability to take care of us in the past. He's got the ability to take care of us in the present. And I can tell you right now that he's got the ability to take care of us in the future. Hallelujah. That's our Lord that we serve this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Galatians 1 and 3 says this, grace and peace to you from God our Father. And the Lord Jesus Christ who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from the present evil age according to the will of our God and Father to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. What are you talking about, Pastor? I'm telling you, he is the great deliverer. If you don't want to believe me, then go back in Scripture and listen to the three Hebrew boys. He delivered them from a fiery furnace. He delivered old Daniel from the lion's den. He delivered David from the paw of the lion, from the paw of the bear and that big old guy they call Goliath. He delivered Lot and his family from Sodom and Gomorrah. He delivered Paul and Silas when they were all chained up in a, in a, in a, in a cell. He delivered Paul and Silas. He, God alone, he alone is able to deliver us. Can I tell you this morning that there are times that the enemy comes in like a flood. But my Bible says, but God, but God, but God raises up a standard against him. Raises up that standard to deliver you and I. There is not a greater deliverer in all of the history and all of the world than Jesus Christ, our Lord, this morning. Give him praise in the house. He will deliver us today. Hallelujah. Not only that, not only is he a great deliverer, I promise you this, you'll not find a greater grace than what he has. You know what I'm talking about, right? None of us should be here today. None of us should be here today, but because of grace today, we're here. Hallelujah. We were guilty of sin. We were born into sin, but because of mercy, we're here. Because of grace today, we're here. Matter of fact, some of you may be sitting under the sound of my voice this morning, and you don't deserve to be here. Is that all right? But he made it possible that we're here today because of life. He made it possible because of his mercy and because of his grace today. Amen. It's a grace that is freely given. It doesn't cost you nothing. Hallelujah. Doesn't cost you nothing. Psalms 84, 11 says this. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the man that trusteth in thee. Hallelujah. I like that scripture where it says the Lord God is a sun. He shines upon us. How many's ever been in the sun though if you ain't got sunglasses on it blinding at times? 
But not only did it say it was just a son, he's a shield as well. He takes care of his people. It's a grace that he gives us freely today. It's a grace that empowers you for service. It's a grace that empowers me for service. We have service ability today because of the grace of Almighty God. 1 Corinthians 15 and 10 says this, But by the grace of God I am what I am, and his grace which has bestowed upon me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God was within me. You know what I'm talking about, Brother Reigns? Sometimes I get weary. Sometimes I get down. Sometimes I don't feel like working anymore, but the grace of God that works upon the, on the inside of me, he propels me to even move farther. He, he tells me just to, just to take one more step. I'm going to be your shield. I'm going to be your son. Just follow After me, I will guide you and I will strengthen you. There is no other grace better than you'll find that comes from the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. But not only that, it's a grace that is promised to the humble. To the humble. You know what humble is, right? 1 Peter 5, 5 says this, Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to the elder. Let me stop here right, right, right along in here because we live in a day Well, we don't like submission. We live in a day where we don't like authority. Y'all watch television just like I do, right? We live in a day where our police force is threatened every day. We live in a day where young people is, is being brought up to the fact of understanding they don't have to have respect for those in authority. Say, Pastor, you you treading on dangerous ground. Don't forget that we're online, we're live today. It's still truth. But the scripture says, likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. You know what I found out growing up? I found out I can learn a whole lot from old folk. Is that all right? I don't mean that with disrespect. I mean that with with respect. There's some things I can learn from some folks that's older than I am. There's some things that I can learn from folks that's got a little gray hair. There's some things I can learn from folks that got a little more hair than me. Hello? But we've got to understand that the scripture tells us here, submit yourselves to the elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. Be clothed with humility for God resisteth the proud and gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. One of the greatest things, if you don't hear nothing else in this message today, understand this, when you come before God, Anytime you come before the Lord Jesus Christ, you need to come before him humbly. Don't come before him with an arrogant attitude. Don't come before God asking and just thinking, Brother Lanes, that you deserve this. You ever, you ever saw this before and heard people say, well, you deserve this. I deserve this. No, we don't deserve nothing. We didn't deserve anything but death, but Jesus saw worth in us. He saw worth in you. And even though you may not be living the way that you need to be living today, Jesus Christ still looks at you and he sees worth in you. That's why you're here today. Are you understanding what I'm saying? That's why there's still hope today. That's why he's not come back yet. And therefore there's hope. There's time for you to make a change today. Amen. Amen. Say, Pastor, do you really think I need to do it today? Why not? Today is the day of salvation. Why do we put it off tomorrow? Why do we put it off next week? Today is the day. But the Lord tells us, submit yourselves to the elders. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. Amen. It's a grace that is promised to you and I as humble people. 
But not only that, it's a grace that justifies. Everybody say justify. It's a grace that justifies. Romans 3.24 says this, Being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Romans 5.15 says, But the free gift is not like the offense. Hallelujah. For if by one man's offense many died, much more the grace of God and the gift by the grace of one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. Somebody say thank God. Hallelujah. He's given it to you and I today. He's given it to you and I. You will not find a greater grace than Jesus Christ today. I can't get it out any, any better than just telling you this, church. Look, he loves you. He loves you. He loves you with an everlasting love. That's why his grace so abounds to you. And the cool thing about it is I may have made some terrible mistakes in my past, Sister Nett, but he loved me anyway. And he says, I still, want to, I, I still died for you. And all you've got to do is accept me as your Lord and as your Savior. There may have been some things in my past, Sister Jeanette, that I'm not proud of. I don't want to let anybody else know nothing about. But because of grace today. See, man will say something else. Oh, yeah, they will. They'll say something else. But God says, my blood is for you. My blood is for you. You'll not find a greater grace than the Lord Jesus Christ. The third thing is this. You'll not find a greater love than what the Lord has to give you this morning. His love towards us is wonderful when you think about it. You think about it. His love towards us is wonderful. Romans 5 and 8, but God demonstrated His own love for us in this, that while we were yet, what? Sinners. While we were bad. While we were nothing. While we didn't deserve anything. He died for us. Hallelujah. He died for us. I like that verse, I, 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 but I really like it. When you go back to verse number 6, if you want to turn to Romans 5 and 8, I, didn't even, I don't have this on the screen, Brother Bruce, but if you want to put it back on verse number 6, I like this verse. But when you back it up to verse number 6, it really has an impact. Because the Bible says this, For when we were still without strength, everybody say, that's been me from time to time. In due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. You know what I'm saying? Every now and then you'll find somebody that may die for somebody else. Scarcely. Every now and then you may, you may find somebody that will die for somebody else. Yet perhaps for a good man, someone would even dare to die. I mean, if you're even pretty good, I might even die for you. Hello? Let me just ask you a question. Some of you know me pretty well, but would you die for me? Think about it. Would you die for me? Let me help you answer that and, and so you won't feel bad. No, you wouldn't. And I wouldn't, eat, I wouldn't die for you either. But here's the thing. I might die for my wife. I might die for my son. Some of y'all get don't lose it now because I said might. Don't let the devil use you. Get away from that. Some of y'all would be the same way. Some of y'all, you got a spouse that you don't know if you'd die for either. You can sit there and laugh all you want to, but you know I'm telling you the truth. I might die for my son and daughter. I'd probably die for my granddaughter. The reason I'm saying that is because I know them a little better and I love them. They're my own. Are you following me? But we may know one another well enough that there's some friends of ours that we might die for. But listen to what the scripture says. Yet perhaps for a good man, someone would even dare to die. But here's, here's the thing. But God, 
But God. Ever say, but God. But God demonstrates His own love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, while I was nothing, I wasn't doing no good. I wasn't helping anybody. I was only hurting everybody. He died for me because of His grace and because of His mercy. That's the reason that we give God praise. That's the reason that we glorify Him. While I was nothing, He saw something of worth in me. Hallelujah. And He saw that in you as well. And he died for you. You'll not find a greater love. And here's the problem that I have as a pastor sometimes and as church, and as church folk. We talk about that all the time so much so that I, that I fear that we take that scripture for granted. We take the death of Christ for granted. And we go and we do what we want to, when we want to, as we want to, how we want to. Never thinking about the price. Oh my God, that was paid to allow us to do what we want to do when we want to do it how we want to do it. Jesus says, I, I loved you. I loved you. You know, you know what my feeling is of why he hadn't come back yet after his church? Just one little word, long-suffering. Because he's not willing, Sister Sue, the Bible says that any should perish. But, but that all would come to know the Lord. And he's long-suffering. He's waiting He's so that anybody and everybody that could, let them, let them come. We feel like we take those things for granted. We've we got, we got plenty of time, Pastor. I'm telling you, no, you don't. You don't have plenty of time. Jesus is coming soon. Amen. His love towards us is wonderful. But he tells us to continue in that love. Hebrews 13 and 1 says, Keeping, keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Boy, that'll preach right there, won't it? Keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. I got tickled the other day. Me and Vaughn and Lynn was traveling to Mississippi and, uh, for my aunt's funeral. And me and Vonda was up in the front. And we was going in. I don't know what time it was. It was in the nighttime. And, and I got tired of the silence. And we was wanting to turn on the radio. And I said, turn on some southern gospel music. Now I already know Brother Dwayne's going to fuss at me about that tomorrow because he thinks I'm getting old. But look at him. <laughs> but anyway, I just wanted to listen to some southern gospel music. That's all. I was, I was going down south. I just wanted to listen to some southern gospel music. So Vonda wanted to listen to something else. And Lynn's just sitting in the back seat. Where's Lynn at? Oh, there she is. She's sitting in the back seat, and she's quiet and ain't said nothing up to this point that I remember anyway. And we're, we're sort of fussing back and forth. Find this one. That ain't, that ain't the gospel station. That ain't that. And Vonda said, well, I don't want to listen. Let's turn this. And finally, Lynn says, hit her, Danny, hit her. <laughs> and it was almost like us three kids was growing up again, traveling with mom and daddy, getting in a, in a fuss in the back seat of the car. And that whole two days while we was with one another, somebody said something, Lynn would say, hit her, hit her, Danny, hit her. But look, the Bible says, keep on loving one another. Now let that sink in just a little bit because we in the body of Christ sometimes, well, this ain't my message, but this is good right here. We, we have ought against our brother. And we still expect God to bless us and touch us and do all those things. And that's not what the scripture says. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the scripture says, you better leave your gift here at the office, or at the office, at the altar, and you better go back. Right? To your brother and sister and take care of those things and then bring it back. Is that right? Is that right? So I wonder how many times we pray amiss seeking the blessings of God and seeking all those things that we want from God and all those petitions and all those things when we're in error of our prayer. I'm not saying that we have to agree all the time. Please hear me. But I am saying we got to love one another. You better love me. 
or you ain't going where I'm going. I better love you, or I ain't going where you're going. Are you following me? we got to get there. Our purpose is to get there. we got to make heaven our home. And the Lord tells us, keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Let brotherly love continue. Let brotherly love continue. But also the Bible says in John 15 and 13, talks about a sacrificial love that the Lord gave us. He says, greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. This love that, that we're talking about is from God himself. That's what, he, that's what he's given us. In John 3, 16, you know the scripture. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The love that he gave was for you and for me today. Amen. It was for us today. Zechariah 13 and 6. If somebody asks what are these wounds on your body, they will answer the wounds I was given at the house of my friends. Greater love hath no man than this that a man lay down his life for his friend. God's love is not a pampering love. Understand this. It is a perfecting love. Do you understand that every day that you're alive, God is trying his best to perfect you and I. He's trying his best to mature you and I. He's trying his best to grow you and I up in the body of Christ so we're not going to have all these, these aughts and all these problems and all these things with the body of Christ together. There's a lot of that stuff going on in our world. Matter of fact, there's too much going on in our world today. Why is it that the body of Christ has to do the same thing that the world is doing? Sue this and sue that and sue that. Why do you think all those lawyers come on television? I'm an automobile accident lawyer. I'm a, I'm a somebody slapped you across the face kind of lawyer. I'm this kind of lawyer. They're so happy in our world today. The scripture says, love, let brotherly love continue. Let brotherly love continue. I can hear, and you can hear, those of you that's old enough anyway, you, you can hear old Muhammad Ali when he enters the ring or at, at, when he finishes the bout. I'm the greatest. I am the greatest. How many you ever heard that before? I am the greatest. But I see Jesus showing you how great that he is according to the scriptures. Not Muhammad Ali, it's the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. John 10 and 18 says this, No man take it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I've got power to take it up again. This commandment that I've received of my Father, talking about his life, no man takes my life from me. I'm going to lay my life down for the body of Christ. No man is going to come and get it. I'm going to give it willingly. No man is going to put me on the cross. I'm going to lay down and allow him to put the put the nails in my hands and in my feet I'm going to lay down and allow him to put the spear in my side freely I'm going to give my life so that everybody else has an opportunity to join me where I am today hallelujah I want to proclaim to you today church that there's a greater than Solomon that's here today amen if you're here today and you're seeking a sign here it is Jesus is Lord hallelujah if you're seeking a sign Jesus is Lord today what are you saying, Pastor? He's a great I am. He's greater than George W. Bush. He's greater than John F. Kennedy. He's greater than Barack and Michelle Obama. He's greater than Bill and Hillary Clinton. He's greater than Abraham Lincoln. He's greater than Hollywood. He's greater than, than Putin in Russia. He's greater than Assad from Syria. He's greater than the United Nations. He's greater than all the wheeling and all the dealing in Washington. He's greater than anything else. He is Lord. Hear ye him today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Hear the Lord today. He is the King of kings. He is the Lord of lords. And his father proclaims and tells us, if you want to listen to somebody, listen to him. 
That's what his mama said, right? He said, don't, don't, don't pay no attention to what I'm saying. You just listen. Do whatever he says to do. Do whatever he says to do. If you're looking for a sign that says he is who he said he was, I promise you, you're not going to find it in the stars. You're not going to find it in your horoscope. Jesus declared, he said, I'm the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry. And he who believes in me will never be thirsty. John 6, 35. You're seeking a sign today? Because we see signs all around us. We walk down the halls of school. These young people can tell you their signs that identify different rooms that they may go in. Their drug-free zone, gun-free zone. All kind of different signs that they see walking around in school. We travel around our town. We see signs that tell us what we should do, what we shouldn't do. Stop, start, yield, all those kind of things. We see signs all around us. People look for signs. We are people many times that look for signs. How many remembers the story uh, of, the, of Jesus feeding the 5,000 with the, just the five loaves and, and the two fish? You remember the story. I think even Brother Parker touched on this a little bit Wednesday night. He said, you know, Jesus, he fed these people, and the crowd realized, you know, this is a great thing. Boy, this is a wonderful thing. I come out to, to a Sunday night or a Sunday preaching service, and I get fed. We like those fellowship meetings, especially when there's food around. We've been picking two or three times already today, several times, about, you know, everything that we do around here at Pathway encompasses food. That's a good thing. It's a wonderful thing. We all like food. Amen? Amen. Jesus fed these people, and, then, and, and, and all of a sudden the crowd realized that Jesus and his disciples was left, had gone. And they went looking for him. They found him on the other side of the lake, and when they found him, they said, Teacher, when did you get here? In other words, when did you leave? When did you get here? Jesus says this. Listen to these words. He said, You came looking for me not because you saw God in my actions, but because I fed you. Now, let that sink in just a little bit, church, because so often, if we're not careful, we do the same thing. What are you talking about, Pastor? We'll come to church seeking Him and seeking the blessing, but not the relationship. Uh oh. We come to church and we seek the praise and the worship. We love to dance before the Lord, we love to give our praise, but we have a problem with relationship because when it's in the relationship thing, would you believe it or not, there's some things Karen doesn't allow me to do. I don't get it. I love her. But there's some things she does not allow me to do. She doesn't allow me to go on pornography sites. That is good. Believe this. She doesn't allow me, Jeanette, to date other women. Would you believe that? Matter of fact, if we're just walking through a mall and I happen to glance at a nice-looking lady, she'll say, what are you looking at? <laughs> she'll allow those kind of things. She, and, and many times I'll pick and I'll say, I'm just admiring God's creation. <laughs> but there's some things she does not allow me to do. I'll go on as far as to say there's some things I don't allow her to do either. I don't want her looking at another man. I am her man. the man are you understand what I'm saying but we come to God now we laugh a lot but we laugh about this but think about it we come to God seeking a sign because we want to get fed we want to get our I don't know the word I'm looking for right here we we want to this is not going to sound right I better not say it I'll get in trouble 
We come seeking a sign to get all emotional, stirred, and all of that. But the relationship side we have a little issue with. Because when we have a relationship with God, there's some things that the Lord just really doesn't want us to do. There are just some things that, that he wants us to make sure that we, we keep straight with, with him. He wants our testimony to be right. He wants our walk to line up with our talk and vice versa. There are just some things he doesn't allow us to do. And so these people come and they say, Lord, when did you leave? Jesus said, you come looking for me not because of what... Or you come looking for me not because you saw God in my action, but because I fed you. You shouldn't be so concerned about things like food. Instead, he said, you should be seeking the eternal life that I give you, the relational side. Seek the deliverer. Seek the grace. Seek the love. Seek me. Seek the relationship with me. The people wanted proof. Show us a miraculous sign if you want us to believe in you, they said. What can you do? I mean, after all, Moses gave our ancestors bread from heaven to eat when they were in the wilderness. Can you do that, Lord? You remember that? Jesus answered them. Musicians, come. Don't, lose, don't, don't miss this scripture. Jesus answered and said this. The true bread. Matter of fact, Michelle, just, just Michelle, just, just Michelle come this morning to the keyboard. Jesus answered them and said, The true bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Hallelujah. The true bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Just, just play something softly if you don't mind, Sister Michelle. The people said this, Lord, then give us that bread. And give it to us every day. Now, if there's ever a prayer that we need to pray, church, it's that prayer right there. Lord, give us that bread. And Lord, if it's okay, then give that bread to us every day day every day do you realize church that every day that God gives you is a new day every day that God allows you to live and to breathe is a new experience with him every day that he gives you and allows you to wake up God wants to bless you with that he wants to put people in your path that you could be a blessing to others as well don't seek the sign as much as you do the creator seek the creator Seek the relationship between the Creator. Jesus replied and he said this. He said, they, they told him, said, Lord, give us that bread. And he said, I am the bread of life. I'm the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Hallelujah. Will never be thirsty. Some people today, in closing, are still seeking some special sign that approved that Jesus was sent from God. I was impressed this past week, and I saw on the television, on the news, you may have saw it on Facebook or a story about a little, I think the little girl is seven or eight years old, that in her class, she was taking a test. One of the questions on the test was this, is there a God? And she was supposed to answer fact, fiction, or there's another comment. I can't remember what it was. And she put fact, there is a God. And her teacher counted it wrong and said, you're going to fail this class. You're going to fail this test because there is no such thing as a God. God is a myth. This little girl took her complaint, if you will, to the school board. You remember? Anybody see that? 
And she was brave enough to stand up in front of that little school board and was telling all about the things in the class that was going on. And she said, I'm still standing for my faith because I believe there is a God. I said, Pastor, why are you saying that today? Because I'm trying to show you that's the world that we live in today. If, if, if you're blind to that, that's going on in every high school and every college and every university today. There are professors and there's teachers standing up today. I told you a few weeks ago that Abby, when she went over to, to, to Arkansas, uh, wherever that school is over on Northwest, one of her teachers says, I'm the professor that your parents warned you about. Boldly and, pr- and just proclaimed all of that. That's what's going on. Not everywhere, but in a lot of places, that's what's going on. We've got to know. We, we can't seek the sign. As much as we do Jesus in our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We've got to know that we know that he's in our hearts today. That he's guiding us. He's strengthening us today. God has given us all the signs we need right in the scripture. All God wants us to is to do is to believe on the one that he sent. And he's screaming it out today. Hear ye him. Listen to him. Listen to him. Who are you listening to today? Who are you allowing to come through your ears? Who are you listening to? What's the biggest influence? Or who is the biggest influence in your life today? Who is it? It's a sobering question when you think about it. What's the big influence? Is it your peers? Is it your co-workers? Is it television? Is it the internet when nobody else is around? Who's the influence? What are you allowing to come in? And to stay and to harbor and to grow in your life today. Are you seeking a sign that God, I just want you to come and just do something supernatural with me? And that's all I want. I just want a little dab do you kind of thing. Or do I want a relationship with the Master? 